Well, many feared that Gonzaga would no longer add international prospects after Tommy Lloyd departed for Arizona, but the Zags just secured a commitment from a potential star out of Australia, Alex Tui. More on his game right here on the Locked On Zags podcast. Don't go away. You are Locked On Zags, your daily podcast on the Gonzaga Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, y'all? Welcome to the Locked On Zags podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host and longtime Gonzaga podcaster, Andy Patton, here to bring you news and updates through another season of Gonzaga basketball. Today's episode of Locked On Zags is brought to you by Sling TV. Don't miss this week's matchup between Gonzaga and Michigan State right here on Sling. Sling the TV you love for a price you'll love. Try it today. All right, well, the Zags secured their second commitment of the class of 2023, and it is a big one, folks. Alex Tui out of the NBA Global Academy in Australia. That's right, stolen right out from under the nose of Randy Bennett and the St. Mary's Gales, who are so known for their Australian prospects. The Zags headed out to the land down under and got themselves a really, really good one in Alex Tui. Tui, there was known to be interest in the in both parties for a long time. The Zags had gone out there and checked him out. He had come out to campus, talked about him with Jason Jordan of Sports Illustrated a couple weeks ago, and just kind of Gonzaga's international recruiting overall, especially after Tommy Lloyd departed. Uh, Tui is a fantastic piece. I think he's he's going to be a really really good Zag. He fits what Gonzaga likes to do. He's six foot seven. He's kind of a hybrid three four. Uh, same height, same kind of similar build and, and style of play as both Corey Kispert and Julian Strother. Those two guys have had plenty of success in a Gonzaga uniform, uh, so you could kind of see a similar path potentially developing for Tui. Uh, he had a lot of interest from a lot of different programs. Of course, St. Mary's was in the mix. Providence, the Friars were in the mix as well. There's quite a handful of other Power Five programs that were looking at Tui. But the Zags are back. They're back on the international market. They continue to find ways to add talent to this program without necessarily just chasing the top 20, top 15 ranked players in the United States. Uh, That is how many programs have continued to successfully build their teams, and there's nothing wrong with that. But Gonzaga has often found ways to build outside of that. Of course, Chet Holmgren, Jalen Suggs, Hunter Salas, etc. They have definitely dipped into the top tier elite domestic high school talent, but so much of their success in overall recruiting has been not necessarily doing that. A big part of it for so long, for decades, was their ability to recruit successfully internationally. And Tommy had a big part of that. Tommy Lloyd was the catalyst for so many of Gonzaga's successful international recruits. And the list is really, really long. I mean, just a few examples. Roni Turioff, of course, one of the first really notable international recruits for Gonzaga. The Frenchman, he came in, he was a dominant force for Gonzaga for many years, carved out a decade-long NBA career. Of course, Kelly Olenek from Canada, Kevin Pangos also from Canada, uh, two really, really successful players around the turn of the century. Kelly, of course, uh, blossomed into a 10-year NBA career as an All-American in that 2012-2013 season. Kevin Pangos, of course, one of the most successful three-point shooters and overall point guards in Gonzaga's history. DeMontis Sabonis from Lithuania, huge successful piece there for the Zags. Of course, Tommy Lloyd went out to Lithuania 
Lithuania brought him over. He grew up in Portland, son of Arvidas Sabonis, former Trailblazers legend, uh, came all the way back to Spokane, played two years at Gonzaga before becoming a lottery pick, and now a two-time All-Star in the NBA. Shemek Karnowski out of Poland, of course, massively successful player for the Zags, all-time winningest player in college basketball history. Uh, and then, of course, you have Rui Hachimura from Japan, one of the most successful Japanese basketball players in history, in the country's entire history, represented them in the Olympics, lottery pick, a very successful NBA player as well. You have the two other Frenchmen, Killian Tilly, Joe Eliai. The list goes on and on for Zags who have come from foreign countries, come to Gonzaga and blossomed into college superstars. Many of them have been professional basketball players. Many of them have been NBA players as well. Since Tommy left, we have seen the international recruiting dip a little bit. And I think that some of the fears about Tommy leaving and kind of being the person who handled that role at Gonzaga, his leaving caused some concern. Is this going to be an area that Gonzaga still kind of dips into? And for a while, we hadn't really seen it. We've seen a few recent international players. The last really super successful one was Philip Petrusev, who was a high schooler in Montverde Academy in Florida when Gonzaga when he committed to Gonzaga. So he is Serbian. He spent most of his childhood in Serbia, but you know, it's, it's a little bit of a different situation when he was playing domestic basketball in high school at the time. We've had Martinez Orlauskas, Pavel Zakharov were two very recent ones, I believe in the class of 2019 or 2020 for those two guys. Uh, and neither of them really panned out in the way that they were expected to. Zakharov only lasted one season. Ar- Arlauskas was a very, very fun bench player for the last couple of years, but never really materialized into a significant rotation player. So there was some concern about like, hey, is this going to be an area where Gonzaga really continues to look internationally and tries to find players? And then we find out about Alex Tui Again, co- combo forward, can put the ball on the deck, can score at all three levels. Uh, just a fantastic basketball player. He talked about the culture. He talked about the relationship at Mark Few, uh, being on campus, meeting the other players, and just the excitement about getting the opportunity to come to the United States and potentially compete for a national championship, which is Everything you want to hear from a recruit when they're talking about their new school. But Tui specifically mentioned Gonzaga's ability to develop international players. This was a specific thing that he mentioned. I think that's important because what Tommy did at Gonzaga isn't something that dies with Tommy's departure. Gonzaga has a reputation. And Tommy may have been the person who went out and found the players and gave them the initial pitch and and all of that stuff. But what has sold players and what will continue to sell players is that Gonzaga's ability to churn out NBA talent. Rui Hachimura was a complete unknown when he showed up in Spokane. He could barely speak English. He was Mark Few was yelling at him every practice because he didn't know where to go. He didn't know where to be. Three years later, he was the ninth overall pick in the NBA draft. That kind of development, that's not Tommy. Tommy has a role in that, had a role in that. Obviously, he's a very, very successful coach. But that the the development, the churning out of these guys from not top 100 prospects, not like necessarily the most revered international recruits, turning those guys into consistent NBA talent, that is what is going to sell international players. That is what players in Australia and Lithuania and Japan and France and et cetera, et cetera. That is what they will know about Gonzaga. When they are looking and doing their research and trying to find what colleges to go to or when those colleges are out there talking about them and they can say, look what we did with Killian Tilly. Look what we did with Joe Eliai. Look what we did with Roni Turioff or Shemek Karnowski or Domantas, whomever it may be. When we can sell that as a program, 
It doesn't matter whether Tommy Lloyd is here or not. If we're interested in a player, if Gonzaga wants to find a guy and they send a coach out there and they can sell that and that player can look at Gonzaga's history and say, wow, look what they have done with these players. Look what they have done with international recruits. That is going to continue to sell the program. Whether Tommy is here or not, that is going to be the driving factor, which is why I think that the concern about Gonzaga's international recruiting, I'm not that worried about it. If Gonzaga wants to recruit internationally, they're going to recruit internationally. And when they do, those players are going to know that this is a school that continues to turn out high-level talent from international players, continues to develop them at an extremely high rate of success, and I don't think that that's going to change anytime soon. Tui is next in a long line of very, very good international players to come to Spokane, Washington, spend one, two, three, four, five years in a Gonzaga uniform, and end up a significantly better basketball player because of it. I have zero doubt that Tui is next in line in that, and if he succeeds, you're going to see that international pipeline continue to be a big piece for the Gonzaga Bulldogs moving forward. All right, folks, we're talking about Caden Perry in the second segment where he's still dealing with an injury. We're going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to talk about his outlook for this season and for his career in a Gonzaga uniform. Before we get there, though, I want to tell you all about Simply Safe. The numbers don't lie. In the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe home security to protect their homes. You don't earn the trust of that many people without doing something right. At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. They protect you with cutting-edge security technology powered by 24/7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back. With 24/7 professional monitoring, Simply Safe's agents call you the moment a threat is detected and dispatch police or first responders in an emergency, even if you're not home and can't be reached. Simply Safe blankets your home in protection with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door. HD security cameras for inside and outside your home and smarter ways to detect motion that only alert you when a threat is real. They even have hazard sensors that instantly detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on college. Save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on college to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. All right, segment two, still Andy Patton, still locked on Zach's. And I want to sincerely thank all of you for making this podcast your first listen of the day. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports Today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. All right, we're talking Caden Perry here in the second segment, closing out our season preview series. The hope was to get these all done before the first game. Unfortunately, or fortunately, there was enough news and updates that happened in the month leading up to the season that we weren't able to quite squeeze them all in, but we haven't gotten a chance to see Caden Perry yet this year, so it feels somewhat appropriate that we are going to attempt to preview his season because he hasn't actually played yet. We're going to start with his history. Caden Perry committed to Gonzaga out of Battleground High School in June of 2019. That was a long, long time ago for Caden Perry to commit to Gonzaga. I don't know for folks who may remember being on social media at that time or kind of the the conversation around Caden Perry. He got tons and tons of comparisons to Brandon Clark, who was, of course, starring at Gonzaga at the time. 
Pretty understandably, as actually Clark had just left Gonzaga at that time, but regardless, pretty easy to understand where those comparisons came from. Perry's about 6'8", can jump out of a gym, good rim protector, a low post scorer. We haven't seen much of the outside shot or really anything away from the rim. That's kind of where he thrives. But again, lots of comparisons to, to Brandon Clark as a very, very hyper-athletic eight post player. Unfortunately for Perry, his, his struggles kind of started right after that. He suffered a back injury, which cost him pretty much his entire senior year of high school. Uh, he joined Gonzaga for the freshman season in 2021-2022 and just never really got much of an opportunity to play. He ended up playing in eight games for the Zags, uh, 53 total minutes. So, you know, full, full basketball games, 40 minutes. So effectively one and a half basketball games or one and a quarter full basketball games is really all we got to see out of Caden Perry. And it was spread out over eight games, all in the first part of the season. His final game for Gonzaga was December 28th against North Alabama. He did not suit up for the rest of the season. Uh, He was having ankle injuries, back injuries. We didn't get a lot of updates. I know that there's some, some frustration about not really getting many updates about Dominic Harris's injury or Caden Perry's injury or in years past Killian Tilly's injuries. And that part of that is just that college athletics don't really require their coaches and players to give a lot of injury updates, very different from the pros Uh, in the NBA, MLB, NFL coaches are required to give injury updates uh, and they do very frequently. It's just not how it works in college. So if the coaching staff doesn't have to tell us about an injury uh, player situation, they're probably not going to. I don't blame them for that necessarily. It's just kind of the way that it's set up. But it unfortunately created a situation where there was a lot of confusion on whether Caden Perry was going to suit up uh, or not. Eventually, he did get shut down for the rest of the season. Finished his freshman year scoring 14 points, grabbing 18 rebounds, got one assist and one block as well. He was 7 for 9 from the field, which you love to see that. 78% field goal percentage there. Uh, Again, his ability to finish around the rim was never and is still never in question. That is something he is very, very good at. He went 0 for 3 from the free throw line, which is an effectively meaningless sample size, but also something to monitor about his future. We haven't really seen his ability to stretch the floor at all and certainly contribute even at the free throw line would be at least some kind of indication that he can he can stretch the floor a little bit. Um, but that's kind of been it for Caden Perry. And, and last year, it didn't seem like there was going to be a lot of minutes for him, even if he was healthy. I mean, obviously that team had Drew Timmy, they had Chet Holmgren, they had Anton Watson. Uh, ben Gregg was kind of the fourth big last year. It's very possible that Perry, had he been fully healthy, would have kind of taken those minutes, but there weren't really a lot of minutes to go around. Neither Ben Gregg or Caden Perry played all that much. And even after Perry got shut down for the second half of the season, Ben's minutes didn't really go up. So I think the Zags were pretty content with just playing those three guys and rotating them in and out. And when when one of them is Drew Timmy, a National Player of the Year candidate, one of them is Chet Holmgren, the number two overall pick in the NBA draft, you can understand why they just kind of let those guys do their thing for the most part. Now, coming into this season, Caden Perry had back surgery after last year. We saw an update on Instagram that he had had the surgery. He was in the hospital. It appeared that he was cleared and getting ready to go. We saw him at craziness in the kennel. He looked okay there. He looks like he was he was playing. He was ready to go. We saw him a little bit against Tennessee in the pay-per-view exhibition game, but then he did not suit up against Warner Pacific in the final exhibition game, and he did not suit up against North Florida in Gonzaga's first game of the season. So as of right now, there is not an update on his status, unfortunately. I wish I could tell you more. I wish that I knew more on the situation, but right now it appears that Caden Perry is out for an indefinite amount of time. Perhaps it is something that he will recover from fairly soon. Perhaps it is something that is going to take a little bit longer. Back injuries are no joke. 
whatsoever. They, they are very, very serious and, and the kind of things that can linger, even if the initial injury has been healed in some capacity. It's also pretty unclear if he'd be playing right now uh, in terms of just would he be in the rotation? My guess is no. I think, you know, Chad Holmgren is gone, certainly, but Drew Timmy's still here. Anton Watson is still here. Ben Gregg is still here. The Zags are going to play Julian Strother more minutes at the four. That is something that Mark Few has confirmed. That is something that we saw in the North Florida game as well. Whether that's like a full 30 minutes per game type of deal or just something they do more periodically kind of remains to be seen. But considering how talented Gonzaga's guards are, especially Malachi Smith coming off the bench and dropping 15 and 6, he's going to need to play plenty of minutes. Hunter Salas is going to need to play plenty of minutes as Dominic Harris gets a little bit healthier and gets his legs underneath him. I think we're going to see his minutes tick up, which probably means more minutes for Julian at the four, which would continue to cut into any theoretical playing time that could go to Caden Perry. We haven't even mentioned Braden Huff, true freshman on the roster who might have the ability to get into some games as well. So Perry's playing time situation for this year is a little bit tenuous. We are going to talk more about that in the third and final segment, as well as a look at his future in Spokane. This is not his last year in a Gonzaga uniform. He's going to be back. And I want to talk about what that might look like, of course, speculating based on his health, but what he, what kind of player he could still become in a Gonzaga uniform. Before we get there though, I want to tell you all about bet online. College basketball is here. College football and the NFL are in the thick of their seasons. And of course, the NBA is humming right along. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports information. From all the latest odds, contests, and player props, you name it. BetOnline remains the best spot for all the latest sports developments, including podcasts and reviews for all of the leagues this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. They even have lines for coaching changes across every major sport, so even in the offseason, you can get your fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, segment three, still Andy Patton, still locked on Zags, still talking Katie Perry here. To close out our season preview series just a couple days after the first game of the season for the Zags. Uh, we talked about Caden Perry's history and, and his injury history, unfortunately, and kind of how that has impacted his Gonzaga career up to this point. I want to talk a little bit about his role this year, which is really hard to know because we don't know exactly where his health is, but I don't really see a clear-cut role for him on this roster this season, even if he is at a, in a spot where he is healthy and able to contribute to this team. Drew Timmy and Efton Reed are the fives. They are playing the five position. We saw them play together quite a bit in the North Florida game, which is great. I think we were kind of hoping to see that uh, the lineup with the two big guys in it at the same time. The big hope was that those two guys would be able to compatibly play alongside each other just because they're two of the best players on the team. And you want those two guys to be on the floor as much as possible. But those two guys are your centers. Anton Watson, Julian Strother, and Ben Gregg are your power forwards. And it's pretty clear cut. That is the situation that these two guys are in, or that these guys are in at these two positions. Caden Perry, to me, is a five. He is not a four in, in the way that Gonzaga runs their offense, the way that what is asked of players who play that traditional power forward position versus what is asked of players who play the traditional center position. Caden Perry fits the center position to a T. 
He is not a guy who stretches the floor. He's not a guy who's going to put the ball on the deck and drive to the basket. He's not a guy who's going to be asked to make entry passes or swing the ball around. He's a guy who is asked to score in the paint, to post guys up, get the ball, get one power dribble, go up through contact, and dunk the dang ball. That is what Caden Perry is on this team to do. That is what centers are asked to do on Gonzaga's roster. That is the position that he plays. He's not going to play over Drew Timmy and Efton Reed. It's just not going to happen. He might be able to play over Ben Gregg, but I don't really think they play the same position. So it kind of complicates things a little bit more in the sense that I just don't really see a clear-cut playing time situation for him. Braden Huff is definitely in the mix for potential like late-game garbage time playing time uh, at a front-court position as well. I think Huff lines up more as a 4 than a 5 as well. I think that Gonzaga would could, in theory, have Anton Watson play more minutes at the 5 if they wanted to. But I, I think ultimately, Caden Perry is kind of the third-string center on this roster. That is where I kind of view his role when, of course, he is healthy. I think the other note to make about Caden Perry that is kind of unfortunate is that he's just really raw. And you'd hope that at this point in his collegiate career, he'd be a little less raw, but he just, he's not. I mean, we don't know for sure. There's, it's very clear that he has improved elements of his game during the offseason when he has been able to do so. And just immersion, just watching, watching other players get coached, watching other players make in-game adjustments, being around the team, being able to participate in practices when he was able to do so. He has gotten better from all of that stuff. We haven't gotten to see much of it in game action, not any in game action this year, but the, the assumption is that he is continuing to work on his game and some of that rawness is going away. But when you come into college raw and you play 53 minutes as a freshman, that is not enough time for that rawness to go away. It's just not. So it's there's still elements of it there. And for Perry, like he has this incredible energy. Anybody who watched those those eight games that he played last year or has seen other instances of him playing basketball, he he is really energetic. He's jumping constantly. He's he's trying to block every shot that he can. He's trying to grab every rebound that he can. That energy is it needs to be funneled in a little bit. It needs to be honed down. It reminds me a little bit. These these players aren't super similar, but it reminds me a little bit of like Rui Hachimura's freshman year, where you didn't know what he was going to do with the basketball. He didn't seem to know where he was supposed to be or what he was supposed to be doing. But man, he had a lot of energy and a lot of athleticism. And that's kind of what we have seen from Caden Perry a little bit. He's jumping out of his shoes quite literally. He's being barked at by the coaching staff because he's not in the right position. But man, oh man, is he working his butt off to try to do something good while he's on the court. I love that energy. I love that enthusiasm, as has been the case for many players in Gonzaga's history. That that tends to bode well for them. Having this high energy, enthusiasm, athleticism, and maybe not necessarily having all of the tools together— Gonzaga can can fix that. They have fixed that in the past. They will continue to fix that with players on this roster currently. And I think Caden Perry absolutely counts. Clearly, the injury is a, is a big part here. And I don't want to just sit here and harp on that constantly. Either he will be healthy or he will not be healthy. I don't have an update to necessarily give one way or another. But if we assume that he does get healthy, whether it's very soon or whether it takes him a little bit longer... He profiles as a guy who can absolutely contribute to this team. Probably not this season as long as Drew Timmy and Efton Reed are here and healthy. But as soon as next season, I think he absolutely could be in the mix. I think the fact that he's unlikely to play much this year and he didn't play much last year probably puts him a little behind the sticks in terms of like stepping into a really significant role next year. But Drew Timmy's probably going to be gone. 
I know that people like to comment whenever I say that, oh, well, he's got an extra year of eligibility. Yes, he does. And that is true. But he would not be able to even declare for the NBA draft. If Drew Timmy declares for the NBA draft, that would be his third time declaring. Boom, he's done. He cannot return to college. I do not see a situation after this year where Drew Timmy chooses to return to college without even exploring the NBA draft. It just doesn't seem likely to me. So this is probably Drew Timmy's last year. Hard to say with Anton Watson, he absolutely could come back without exploring the NBA draft. I think that that's far more likely that he returns than it is than Drew Timmy returns. Julian Strother, very likely gone. I think we can probably pencil that in. And I think we can probably pencil in Drew Timmy being gone. So that leaves a situation where you have Efton Reed and potentially Anton Watson filling front court minutes. You also have Ben Gregg, who's expected to step into a bigger role next year. And then you have Braden Huff who, again, is more of a four, but could step into a role too. Caden Perry could easily compete for legitimate minutes out of that group. Now, Gonzaga is likely going to add somebody via the transfer portal. They have done that pretty consistently every single offseason. When you have close to 1,500 players making themselves available to join your school, there's a pretty good opportunity the Zags are going to find one or two or three guys that they really want to add who can come in and contribute right away. That doesn't bode exceptionally well for Caden Perry, but again, I think he's a I think he's a five. I think he could be a backup five, and I think Efton Reed's going to step into a very big role next season. I believe that concretely after just watching a few games of him. I'm like, yeah, he's going to be the starting center next season when Drew Timmy is gone. If Anton Watson's around, he'll probably start at the four. If he's gone, that might be an opening for likely a transfer addition, potentially Ben Gregg to step into some more minutes there too. But Caden Perry could compete for backup center minutes as soon as next season. It would be great, crucial, crucial for him to get some reps this year. If he sits out this entire season with an injury, which again, there is no indication that that is where he is at with this injury other than he missed most of last year. And he's, I mean, he's had some serious injury issues, but there's no indication that his current struggles with an injury are going to lead to a long-term injury again. But if he's able to get into some games this year and play more than 53 minutes, maybe play 25 games or even 18, 17 games, something like that, play six, seven minutes in those games, that would be great. That experience is going to help him tremendously when he's trying to compete for a legitimate role on this this roster next season. And then the last thing I want to talk about with every player on Gonzaga's roster, because this team is at the point where we can talk about their professional basketball aspirations for every player on the roster. It is just, it is a part of the conversation. Not every player on Gonzaga's roster is going to be an NBA player. Less than half of them are going to be NBA players, but all of them have NBA aspirations and all of them, you can at least see the avenue or the, the, what, what they have going for them right now for potential NBA career. Perry, obviously, that's it's really hard to tell. Brandon Clark is a very, very good NBA player, but his production in college was elite, otherworldly elite, and he still fell to 21st pick in the NBA draft because of concerns about his height. Caden Perry is a six foot eight center. That's a really, really hard, hard body archetype to make the NBA. It's really hard. And even Brandon Clark had to really stretch his range and start knocking down outside shots. For Caden Perry, that needs to be something that gets added to his bag. It just needs to be. There's no question. There's no debate. He needs to be able to do that in order to, to carve out a legitimate NBA career. He might be a guy who just has a nice, solid college career, backup center, does good stuff for the Zags, and then moves on. Obviously, the injury stuff makes it hard to project exactly where that's going to be for him. Uh, but Gonzaga has turned players of his caliber 
in the NBA players before. I mean, he was a top 60 recruit in his class. He was like 56. He was the second highest recruit in the state of Washington in his recruiting class. Number one, Palo Bancaro. So that's pretty good competition, pretty good company to be in uh, when looking at, at that recruiting class. Does it necessarily mean all that much? No, not really. Uh, but it is interesting to note that like this was he was one of the best players in high school when he was there. If he can get back from the back stuff and fully 100% back, which it's really hard to do coming off of an injury of that magnitude, there is a chance that we see this high-level, explosive, rim-protecting, low-post scoring magnet. Just a, a really, really good player right around the blocks. Does that turn into an NBA player? Probably not. Probably not. But does it turn into a really good professional basketball player overseas or in the G League or in some other situation? Yeah, absolutely. It definitely could. I think Caden Perry has a potential to be a really, really good Gonzaga basketball player before his career is over. There's also the potential that we don't really get to see much more of him, unfortunately. It's hard to not consider that a reality at this point with his injury history and with the way that Gonzaga is is adding talent via the transfer portal and in future recruiting classes as well. He may get buried and may have a hard time finding playing time. But I am not at the point where I'm ready to say, hey, this, this put a fork in him. He's not a guy who's going to help us. I think there's a very good chance. It's not going to happen this year. That would be very surprising. But there's a very good chance that as soon as next season and certainly a year after that, Caden Perry could be one of the most important players on this Gonzaga basketball roster. All right, that is going to do it for me today. We got Andy Locks coming up on Thursday, which means for those of you who remember from last season, if you have a hot take about this team, about college basketball, about anything that you want me to discuss on the show, send it to me on Twitter at Andy Patton CBB or email me Andy Patton 013 at gmail.com. Do that on Wednesday. I will get all of those takes organized, put them into a podcast on Thursday. I grade your takes too hot, too cold, or just right. Hence the Andy Locks, Goldilocks name. Shout out to listener Christian who suggested this as a regular segment about a year ago. We're going to bring it back for this year. Very, very excited. So if you have a hot take you want me to talk about on the show, just shoot it to me before the end of the day on Wednesday and I'll get it in Thursday's show. All right, thank you so much for making Locked On Zags your first listen of the day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. All right, thank you all for listening, and go Zags.